and welcome to our evening cast. I appreciate you waiting until I was done making my erroneous sounds into the microphone before you erroneous. press record. You're welcome. I just played golf, so I'm at ease. What? What's that face? I was just seeing what my hair looked like in the... It looks beautiful. In the camera. You I look beautiful. It, I let it air dry today. Did you? Yes. And what's that all about? Pure laziness. That's not lazy. That's what I do every time I get out of the shower. It's different. I want to say thank you for joining us today, and I want to say welcome to the podcast. Welcome to our podcast. My name is Mike Falzone, and I'm joined by my wife via marriage, Zoya Falzone. That's me. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being my ride or die. I got you, babe. And I am the same onto you and also onto you from me. Uh, oh, peace be with you. And also sometimes I am onto you starring me. Uh, Zoe is a very good wife. I'll say that. I don't know about that all the time. Yes, you are. You're a good wife all the time. And you know what me and you have? Hmm. Faults. Yeah. And, um, but I think that we are, uh, I think that we're a good team and I'm very thankful to have you and I'm very thankful to have, uh, anyone who chose to listen to, uh, to us today. I appreciate that. Uh, I'm also very thankful. I'd gotten a message on Instagram and I have to first apologize because this person probably won't get to this episode until way later. Okay. Can't remember who it was, and I keep wrecking my brain. I want to say wrecking it was your brain, racking, wrecking, racking, racking my brain. Um, also, fuck you. Um, keep wrecking. What are you doing? Ass about wrecking it? it. I'm wrecking it. Why is this so wobbly? I'll tighten it. Um, and they said, I think. I think his name was Jesus. Okay. And he said that he had just stopped lift, listening to the podcast years ago. Okay. <laughs> and for no reason uh-huh. at all. That happens. And um, he came across it again. <laughs> he added, he said he stopped listening and then he added, um, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, he wanted to make sure he got that second part in there. And he said, you know, he was like, for no reason at all. He's like, I couldn't even tell you why. You know, he was like, it, which I don't think really mattered. Dude, sometimes you forget a week and then life happens. Yeah. That's... A bunch of people thought I died until mm-hmm. they saw a TikTok. Yeah. And now we're back. And baby boy. Yes. And um, <laughs> so, uh, so he sends like this really nice message and like how we are, um, you know, like, so good for his mental space. Mm. But I get so many like weird DMS and I read that and my phone was doing something funky Mm -hmm. and I replied to it. Like, thank you so much for listening or coming back and listening. I hope that, you know, we could be, you know, something for you. But, um, and I delete all of like the weird messages I get. They're always in like, I don't know, Arabic or something. I don't know. Uh-huh. And uh, a lot of it's like weird 
sex my voice or sex my voice yeah like it's very they're very weird messages and like most of the time it's just like sexy one two three or uh your god or something and then it's like you are god to do sex something yeah, with yeah, voice, voice. Um, yucky Yucky I get dicks. a lot of like dicks and all of that. I you get, get a lot of I get, dicks. Yeah, I get on a lot Instagram? of Instagram. Yeah, uh, most of the time I don't even open them. Homie, can I ask you a legitimate question? Mm-hmm. Why can't you get straight up arrested for sending an unsolicited dick? Because you would get if somebody showed you their dick on Sepulveda, mm-hmm. they would get arrested. Yeah. Oh yeah. So what is different? They're not in this country. Huh. Is that the is that the way around? That's people probably. get unsolicited dick pics from people in the United States. Yeah. This United States yeah. of America. Oh yeah. I used to send them to like uh <laughs> I used to show them to you. I remember very few of these. Yeah. Because then I would get blind rage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you've seen that two times. So I ended up responding to him. I like I accepted his message uh-huh. and I responded to him, but then I deleted all of the other ones. But mm-hmm. because my phone was doing something funky, I think it deleted his too. Oh, that's a bummer. So I felt that kind of bad. Well, but thank you. When to... you see this in three years, hit yeah. me up. <laughs> <laughs> when you get to episode uh, three four three forty nine. Yeah, almost three fifty. And you know what that means. Blaze it. 350 blaze it (laughs) is what it means. What a pothead number, 350. (laughs) You know what they say about 350? Tree fitty. Tree About tree fitty. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I thought that was so nice. It was very nice. And uh, as we have said multiple times, very thankful to be anybody's anything. Yeah. But especially, um, that's why, you know, I know everyone who's been listening to this show for a while, we always feel really guilty when we uh, do an episode late or um, we haven't skipped a week in a very long time because of you guys and, Mm -hmm. and your loyalty to the show. And sometimes, especially now that life has gotten like, very hectic again. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's hard sometimes, but we try to have it up um, as soon as you can. I had a lot going on last week, and you took it uh, off my plate, and yep. I really appreciate that. I got you, Wib. But uh, Wib. Um, but now we are uh, back, and we're ready to talk to each other. Uh, I'll say it every week. It feels like I'm sitting across from a celebrity that I don't get to see that often. And I do hate that part of the don't let it go to your head. It's already pretty big. I don't like how we are. Uh, I don't, I mean. I don't like how we are. I keep uh, Just there's distance between us again. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm just very thankful that we have a good, strong relationship. Same. I hate not being able to see you whenever I want to see you, but it will prolong our marriage. And uh, if we don't get divorced at 55, this is the reason why. I was just going to wait until we were 70. You want to get, you want to divorce me at 70? Why not? Why not? I can think of a couple good reasons. Alone, death. Hmm. Rides to the doctor. Hmm. Because you're going to stop driving way before I'm going to stop driving. I doubt that. Hmm. Because you're already wearing glasses and you're going to be. I can get LASIK. You can, but can we afford it? I 
insurance covers that shit. Does it? Does your insurance cover that shit? Maybe not, but <laughs> I mean, something to look into. I mean, my insurance if you can even read your fucking I pay premium, because <laughs> I pay for that shit out of pocket and it don't cover shit. Same Z's player. Ugh. But I'll get you LASIK, baby girl. Oh. You know I treat you right. Such a good husband. I'll zap your eyes. I'll just I'll do a YouTube video, and I'll I'll learn how to do it. Oh my god, I would totally let you. Thank you for having the try. Why'd you make that face afterwards? What? Um, so many fun topics to discuss yeah. on today's show. Uh-huh. I will say that uh, I'm coming off kind of a shitty, and these happen from time to time. I'm coming off a shitty. Um miscommunication fight with some friends and that sucks and it always sucks Mm -hmm. but um like we all talked today and i just want to reiterate because i have no idea what's going on in anybody's life that's listening Mm -hmm. but uh i have talked to several people today that are in some like shit with their friends just like separately you know Mm -hmm. and um it always just helps to like Sometimes it sucks to be honest mm-hmm. and, uh, or, or it doesn't suck to be honest, but it, it's hard to be honest because mm-hmm. you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings or whatever. Right. But if you, if you, if you have enough trust in your friendship that mm-hmm. you could put everything out there and be like, listen, regardless of how you take this, I'm going to be honest. This is how I felt in the situation. And both people do that. Mm-hmm. At least you can give each other, each other the benefit of the doubt that, you're both not coming at the, I mean, check your watch while I'm in the middle of the story if you want. Keep going. It's not going to not hurt my feelings. I'm so sorry. Do you want me to speed it up? This is as no, fast as I'm I can talk. I keep going. <sighs> you guys give each other the benefit of the I doubt. just want to say that it's important to be honest with your friends. Mm-hmm. And it's important to, if you want to stay friends, try to at least see where they're coming from. You don't have to agree with them at all. Right. But you can try to see where you're coming from so you could be like... You know, I see where you're coming from. I see where you might have misunderstood me. This is where I, what I meant. Mm-hmm. I now see what you meant. Mm-hmm. And you move on. Yeah. If you want to save the friendship. If you don't want to save the friendship, just delete their shit off your phone. Yeah. And then that never has to and happen. And just tell them to eat a dick and have a nice you tell day. Tell them to eat dicks. That's the last text you send mm-hmm. to a number associated with a name. Mm-hmm. And then after you say eat a dick, you delete that. And then if you get a what the fuck from just a number, then mm-hmm. you know that that person's not your friend. Yeah. Or you could just put them in your phone as eat a dick. As eat and a then dick. it could be like several people. Who eat are a dick like one the, through yeah, seven. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But uh, I'm not in a, I don't know. I don't like being, I don't like having shit with anybody. I just hate the fact that like, for me, if I'm going to have beef with a friend, mm-hmm. There's no fucking way that anyone is leaving until it's resolved. Yeah. You know, yeah. because then it only lets you, it only forces you to fester in it and right. think about it and keep thinking about it. And people lose sleep over shit like that. Right. You know, which is interesting coming from you because sometimes when we fight, that's different. Okay. We're stuck like glue, baby boo. You're right. I don't like prolonging shit either. No. And I've had a shitty two days because of it. Yeah. You know, I, I, it's weird when, you know what? It's you stuff with you affects me more than anything. Cause we're married and we love each other mm. very much. So, you know, 
whatever. I try to squash it as, as soon as possible, even though that that's not always possible because we're not always ready to do this shit. Mm-hmm. But like I woke up thinking about this fight that I had with a buddy of mine mm-hmm. and that sucks. Yeah. Cause when you wake up, that's the, you know, yeah. Something gets in between you and your Folgers. It's going to ruin your day. Yeah. And, uh, it's not you know, the best part of waking up. You no know? fighting is not the best part of waking up. And when you wake up and you, you're overthinking things and then it becomes something different in your head and, uh, just try to squash it as soon as possible. Yeah, because then it's constantly like, you know, well, he, he, you said this, and but you said that, and then it's like this back and forth. Yes. But I think that, um, I think it's good that everything got talked about. I'm glad that that's over. Yes, me too. Um, and now we all move on and make fun of each other again. Yes. Speaking of which, eat a dick, soy. Mm. Um... Did you have anything specific that you wanted to talk about today? Yeah, but I need to make this note before I forget. What is the note, do you think? Uh, potential titles. Oh, great. Already. Yeah. What are we, seven minutes in? You got a, a PT? Mm. Um, I found this book in the thrift store called How to Take Winning Pictures. <laughs> Written for Kodak by Jeff Wignall. 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 Edited by Derek Dick Dick Finger. Doe Finger. Edited by Derek Doe Finger from 1988. And I'm going to ask you if this would help you in your life. Okay. And if it's helpful, I'll read it. Okay. And we'll see if anything has changed between 1988 and 2021. Does it have anything to do with aperture? No. Okay. I don't think so. I didn't read the whole thing. Okay. Later on, it does have something to do with aperture. Okay. Photographing children at play. Interesting or not interesting? Um, kind of creepy. Very fitting for the 1980s. When was that book made? Was it creepy to fo- I probably had my photograph taken as a kid in 1988. Yeah, no, but like the way you said it just then. Is it just my voice? I don't know. Maybe. Do you want to read it? I mean, no. Photographing children. Oh. What the fuck, man? Keep going. You know what? I just got a job. First of all, (laughs) if you're not done with the first dick, eat a second one. (laughs) (laughs) Second of all, I just got a call from our good friend Kayla Crawford. Uh Uh-huh. Shout out two times. Very funny comedian, Kayla Crawford. And she wants to know if I could photograph her baby shower. Oh, that's so cute. So that is the first thing you do. That's the last thing you do before a photographing child. a child at play. Uh-huh. So smear shit on your eyes. Photographing children <laughs> at play. In some respects, photographing children at play is easier than photographing children at rest. I mean, why? Because the kids are like trying to like actively fuck your shot up if you're like can you please sit down for uh johnny i need you to sit here and have a photo taken just sit there still and smile and then johnny's like kicking his legs Mm -hmm. and there's never like a real well johnny has a diagnosable problem when playing they're too involved (laughs) to notice taking pictures the trade-off is trying to keep up with them as they roll run and leap about (laughs) <laughs> oh my god. 
couldn't have, it had to be an English guy leaping about. Leaping about. If you're photographing kids at a local park, okay, well now I see kind of mm-hmm. where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. If you're photographing a kid from a distance inside of a bush at a local park or playground, wait until they're involved with an apparatus before taking out the camera. Is this not just the most amount of, why is this reading like a, uh, like I'm fixing an, an airplane engine? Wait until they're on the jungle gym to, okay, anyway, leaping about. Also, plan ahead as to the shots you want. Here's some examples. Peak action, panning, low viewpoint. Imagine how low of a viewpoint you have to get to, for a kid because they're already so low to the ground. So it looks like you're laying on the ground. So this is saying lay on the ground and take pictures of kids interacting with an apparatus in a park. Okay, so imagine (laughs) that now. And I'm not done. And these techniques are necessary to obtain them. Go ahead. So imagine that now, like some fucking dude just taking pictures leisurely of some kids at play on a playground. You can and have some like kind of relationship the with crown. the kid. These don't need to be strange kids. I don't know, dude. The, you didn't say, like, didn't say take your kids out. And, like, I mean, you're it. also making an assumption yeah, that no, I didn't say something, thousand. but you're saying it doesn't mean you did not did say this. Say, are we fighting? Almost. Can I see this? No, quick? you can't because I'm not done photographing children at play. <sighs> also, maybe just to be safe, don't photograph strangers' kids. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good advice. Why didn't Derek Doefinger add that one when he was editing it? The best lens for photographing kids on the move is a zoom, preferably telephoto. We're talking 80 to 200 megamans uh, or a wide angle telephoto lens, 35 to 135 mm lens. The zoom allows you to reframe and crop compositions without changing your shot position a real benefit with kids whose dust you'll be eating should you try to keep up with them i just feel like it's seven too many words every sentence so far whose dust you'll be eating you'll be and it's like he's trying to be technical it's like a very (laughs) technical person trying to be cute at the same time yeah above all relax have fun mike you're killing me right now. I kind of have a sexy Blech. voice, Blech. even though this that's not the kind of voice you're supposed to have when you're reading about yeah, this. Yeah, no. Enjoy the company of your children. Your children. Okay. Enjoy the company of your children. Enjoying, pardon me, enjoying the company of your children is more important than taking photos of strangers' kids. No. That's not what it says. Enjoying the company <laughs> of your children is more important than capturing their ever impulsive perfect photograph see and then there's a kid in a box can i see there's a picture of a kid in a box and it says the escapades of a curious kid call for quick work is his name george by any chance no he's just in a kid in a box and you turn the crank and then he pops out when the song's over kids (laughs) will try uh, just about anything once 
So keep your camera loaded and handy to catch photos like this. And it's a kid in a box. Okay, guys, I need to know if anyone else felt a little bit creeped out by this. I think it's the way I'm doing okay, it. Yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah. on me. Okay, okay. Here's a kid rolling around with a collie. No I one see. has a collie anymore. Yeah, no. When Lassie was out, everyone was kind of horny oh, yeah. about Lassie. And collies look like furry horses. Like 101 Dalmatians. That's not what a collie is. Those are Dalmatians. I know that, but I'm saying like the time when 101 Dalmatians came out. Kids and their pets often make for appealing photographs. Keep the moment light. What? Keep the moment light and informal and let the participants create their own action. What are you going to teach the kid how to fucking what teeth teeth? The kid how to roll around with the dog. Don't teeth the kid. Playful moments are on the humorous side. And there's two kids on a beach and one of their asses is hanging out. Great. See? (laughs) It didn't take long. It didn't take long to actually get creepy. Like this, the younger, the young, fuck my butt. The youngster who is more interested in keeping his constructions deadlines than his genes. So I had to point out that you can... You know what? There's something, as long as it's your kid or your family's kid, there's something funny about, hey, the kid's pants are falling down. Yeah. But also. Or if it's your mom like trying to embarrass you and meeting your your new boyfriend or girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When was this book made? 1988, I said. Thank you. There's kids with parents, if that makes you feel better. We can get away from kids. Photographing adults, informal portraits. Stopping action. Does it say anything about photographing baby showers? I love the sound of you flipping through the pages. We're in favorite subjects right now. And it says people, action, landscape, quiet moments. I guess these would be quiet moments. Okay. Every kid in the 80s has a picture like this, oh, by the way, yeah. of sleeping. I think do the you favorite, want to do that? I think the favorite, my favorite picture of me from when I was a kid is I have a blue, I don't know if I've ever talked about this on the podcast. No, I can't wait. But I have a blue velvet like sweater on and it's like slightly v-neck and it, and I have like shorter, like curly-ish hair uh-huh. and it's like frizzy and like I'm all like cheese and hard and I've got a Pepsi bottle. I was obsessed, obsessed with Pepsi as a Did kid. Did you have a lot of cavities as a kid? No. Wow. I didn't have my first cavity until well into my 20s. Fuck, man. Yeah. I was 35, but it's not really a competition. But if it was, I would have won. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. I drank a lot of soda, too. I was, yeah. And then it was, it's like in a glass bottle. Cool. So it's like 1986, maybe yeah. 87. Why does everybody hate on Pepsi so hard? I don't know. Because people fucking hate the fuck out of Pepsi. Yeah, I don't know. I was always a fan. Yeah, same. Hmm. Same. Are you interested in reading about quiet moments, photographing children? No. Okay. Um, I saw something very interesting, and I wanted to photograph this. Talk to me. So I was driving the other day, and I saw uh, like a meter maid. What are they? The freaking meter cops. Yeah. That's what right? I would call them. Okay. And... This person had a ticket on their car. <laughs> a meter maid had a ticket on their car. Yes. Who's metering the meter maids? 
I don't know. Dude, that has Other to be like me. an internal problem. Oh, 100%. Or maybe they're super fucking honest and they did it to themselves. Oh, I've been here my too God. long. Mind blown. Right? Dude, you just me. I'd like to meet that person because if you think about it, they're not. I mean, I don't know for sure, but overlapping jurisdiction. I mean, maybe. So do you think that person was like, fuck, is this a handicap space? <laughs> That's 75 fucking dollars. Dude, first of all, those tickets are outrageously expensive. Like yes. outrageously. Yeah. Well, it's a lesson you hopefully you learn once. Yeah. But everybody gets like street sweeping tickets and. It's so fucked up. They're like $65 every yeah. time you do it. Yeah. It's such Are a pain in the ass. less in, well, I guess why the fuck would you ever get a ticket for parking in like a more rural area? No, there's none of that. There's, there's, there's no, you more have, spaces. there's no, you have to pay for parking. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like parking's free. I can't wait to go home and not pay for parking. Oh my God. Same. Just parking anywhere. Oh, uh, pull up on, on, um, my aunt and uncle's lawn. I know. Right. They don't even care. Cause we're, we're home. Park on the opposite side of the street. Although they do do that in Washington and Seattle. I see it all the time. What? Parking on the opposite side of the street. Why? I don't know. Let's say you're going up the hill. There's a parking spot on the other side of the street. You just you swerve. You park the wrong way? Yeah. That's not legal. That, people do it all the time in Seattle. It's not legal and I hate it. Okay. Serendipity. Serendipitous. That's not what it says. Are you interested in serendipity? Sure. Luck is a photographic element that you can't see, buy, or plan for. This is about photographing serendipity. There are several types of luck. This is just a photography book that explains what luck is. There are several types of luck in photography. One is fortuitous kindness. That brings all elements of a scene together in just the right way at just the right moment. Or that adds a special twist of good fortune to an already interesting shot. <laughs> what are you doing? Taking a, a, a serendipitous picture. I don't know that that was serendipitous. I think that was quiet moments photographing no. children. No. It's the luck that casts a rainbow across oh, yeah. a waterfall as you're about to press the shutter. <laughs> Dude, I think I can I think I can make money like this. <clears throat> a photograph of a little girl sneaking a lick on her sister's ice cream cone. You've seen two girls, one cup. It's serendipitous oh my luck. God, Mike. An example <laughs> of such luck. Although a photographer may have posed the two girls together. Wow, this guy's really obsessed with this. This is kind of a cute picture of, man, ice cream cones create uh, great enemies. Although the photographer might have posed the two girls together and provided the ice cream, <laughs> kind of gravy as fuck, as a prop, uh, it was just a stroke of luck that turned in to uh, that turned an average photo into a real winner. And if we can go back to the title, this is how to take winning photos. I think all these photos were from a contest. These are all the winners of a contest. Anyway, I found the book. Get off my nuts. I uh, love that the girl in the front has like a pop collar and is holding a, a bunny. Holding a rabbit. 
who is always scared. Poor rabbits. And the chick doesn't even look super happy to be holding the rabbit. I just miss... Anyway, it's a winning photo. I miss seeing, like, the... the the whole wall, like you would go into like um, like a CVS type place, Walgreens, if you will, or will. any like. Why are you, you trying know, to do my K-Mart voice to me? Or, no, no, know, no. And all of a sudden you would just see <laughs> a whole wall of film and you would have to ask for a 35 millimeter roll of film. Uh-huh. So that this way you can load up your camera. Load up the camera. And then they came out with self-loading cameras all you had to do was close the the back of it and it would automatically just (laughs) good impression thank you anyway this paragraph starts with the word but but (laughs) luck is only half the equation the other is being prepared for unexpected things and having the calmness of mind to react quickly, 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 sk- shut up and skillfully. Mm-hmm. You can't practice luck when reading ahead fucks you over. I know, but I'm dyslexic, so I try to cheat, yeah, I but get you, you can't practice luck, but you can't, but hold on. You can't practice luck, but you can't. Develop the skills necessary to capitalize on the gifts that fate. I hate it. I hate it. (laughs) Hands you. I hate it. I think you should read one, but I want to pick it. I want to pick something I'm interested in. Okay. What would you like to read? Patterns? You just said that you were going to pick it. Yeah, but I wanted to give you the choice. I suppose that's not. Okay, here we go. I want this one. This is Zoya reading from How to Take Winning Pictures, a book by Kodak, uh, covered in winning pictures. And if you look on the back cover, there's that. That's what you were talking about. That's what I was talking about. Okay. Well, arranging things. Why do you sound kind of. There are many sleepy wrestler theories available on photographic compos- composition. Mm-hmm. Not so easy, is it? And each of them has valid points mm. to offer. But regardless of the theoretical specifics, the goal of a good composition is always the same. Kind of turned on right now. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. To arrange the elements of the scene in which a way that each of them adds to the overall strength of the image and so that none distracts. Do you kind of see what I'm talking about, about the wordiness of each? (laughs) Why do I feel like I'm in church right now? (laughs) In compositions where you're working with a single subject, Mm -hmm. a person, an animal, a flower... Those are the three things that are possible. Your major concern will be framing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Although the tendency is simply center an individual object. Try instead to find a frame. I feel like you're fucking up, but you're not going back to fix it. No. Although the tendency is simple to center is simply center an individual subject. 
Try instead to find a framing that accents the characteristics of the subject. That's great advice. Close in tightly. What if he was like, picture a kid, picture a child. (laughs) You're photographing anything, a house, a flower, a child, several children. (laughs) Close in tightly on an intense facial expression from child. (laughs) No way. That's not what it's (laughs) like. Give a galloping horse space to gallop into let a flower stem rise gracefully into a vertical frame yes with more complex subjects landscapes for example you can use other types of visual arrangement to simplify a scene or focus attention on a center of interest Lines, shapes, colors, and brightness, contrasts, contrasts, oh boy. and textures can all be selectively organized to highlight a particular subject or region of a scene. Mm-hmm. One common and effective method of drawing a viewer to the center of interest is to use a leading lead-in line. Leading lines. Lead in lines. Lead in lines, I said. A winding uh, a winding picket fence leading to a cottage or a rose or a rose trellis, for instance. What's a rose trellis? It's like where roses grow up onto. Okay. It's like, you know, like when you have like a I don't know, that's why I'm saying I don't know what a rose trellis I is. I have to say though, the, this boat this photo of this boat. Yeah. Beautiful. Actually, very, very beautiful. It's fucking beautiful. These are winning pictures. Zoe. These really are. I'm telling you, if you read this book, you take winning pictures. Now, you might ask yourself, why in God's name are you reading a book? A booklet is what it really is because mm-hmm. it's about a quarter of a size of an actual book mm-hmm. that was written for Kodak winning pictures. Well, we all live in a time where we all have sincerely a beautiful photo uh photo camera on our phones in our pockets at all times and so many people take horse shit cock pictures not horse not cock pictures some people do <laughs> yeah, as we've do. seen yeah but as we've heard earlier in podcasts everybody takes dog trash pictures mm-hmm. and uh and we could all afford uh, a couple uh uh tips on how to uh, take better pictures. In our Discord, in the Welcome to Our Podcast Discord, there was a photography page um, created, is a photography page, which was created during the pandemic. And I watched everyone who puts stuff up there on a regular basis get 10 times better at taking photos. Um, And it's great. It's just like a nicely, imagine uh, there was this news today, Mm -hmm. not today, this week, but um, there was this news about Instagram and about how they're moving away from being a photo sharing website, mm. which is a fucking bummer because that's why everyone loves it. Dude, remember when Instagram first came out and it was all about taking like older looking pictures mm-hmm. and then it, Sepia. it like when Facebook buys something, they ruin it slowly, kill it with a slow death. Fuck you, Zuckerberg. But any good point, Zoe. Mm-hmm. Um, 
there uh so this photography page in our discord mm-hmm. is just like a really nice instagram feed that it, just your friends take pictures of things that they think are interesting or, or pretty mm-hmm. and it's like my favorite instagram account <laughs> so shout out one time to the discord and everybody who contributes art there yeah and it's uh, a it's lot really of fun nice. to see i really have- want to do one more and then uh, maybe we'll do some questions. I have start? to say there, there's like, there's something so interesting about taking uh, like a, photographs with film. Yeah. And because you don't know what it looked like, like we all have, we can see exactly what it is. Yeah. Whether it as be on soon your as phone we've taken it or like, a, where like, yeah, you would have to go through an entire roll because you can't open it because then you expose all of the fucking the film and right. then you got shit. N- none of it comes out. Isn't that crazy? Think about that for a second. Like you, if you think about a camera now, mm-hmm. you think about a thing with obviously the lenses on the front. And mm-hmm. if you turn it around and look at the back, there's a giant screen mm-hmm. nine times out of 10. Yeah. When we were growing up, when, when we were in 1988, I was four years old. Zoya was 19. And, you would take a picture you were and you wouldn't three. know yeah. what it looked like. I was born in 84, by the by. Mm. I'm sorry. Four plus four is eight. 1988 equals four. Thank you. And that's a little bit of math for me because my aunt taught me math. But you would take a picture and then you wouldn't know what it looked like for three months. Yeah, man, because you weren't going like we weren't going through cameras like that unless Amory was at the house. And then it was like several like disposable cameras. Disposable cameras were fun. Mm-hmm. Dude, tell me if you ever did this. <sighs> I have this memory. Dude, I've lost so many memories over the years. There are things that I wish I remembered from high school, things I wish I remembered from college, um, afterwards, but then drinking and marijuana entered my life and those memories just <laughs> float away day by day. And I think it was, it had to be like freshman year mm-hmm. in college. Mm-hmm. We would have these sleepovers at my friend Nick's house and we'd play video games all night long and it was fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. And I hope that you had some friends like that when you were this age. This is the most, between this watch that I'm wearing and this hand movement, absolutely, my friend Greg knows, this is the most Italian that thing that could possibly be happening. Anyway, um, so we would go, and he slept in a finished basement. Mm-hmm. So it was just a basement, and then he put sheetrock up, and then it would look like a ba- uh, bedroom, right? Mm-hmm. When you would close the door to this kind of finished room uh-huh. and turn off the lights, it was blackout. It was like my room. Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. it was. Your finished basement mm-hmm. room. And with these disposable cameras, they would have a flash on them and you would hold a button and you would charge the flash and a little light would come on to let you know that the flash (laughs) was ready. You could hear it. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Very faint little, little wind up noise. And this little amber light would come on. And that's how you knew that the next picture you would take would have a flash. Uh Uh-huh. And then we found out through accident, process of elimination, Uh that if you took the camera 
and you hit it on your hand, if the flash was charged, it would just cause the flash to go off and it wouldn't take a picture. Uh So now we have kind of a light weapon. Yes. And when you're in a room, (laughs) <laughs> no light that is pitch black zero light and everyone's being dead silent <laughs> and all you hear is <laughs> and then you would see maybe a little light from somewhere in some random yeah. spot and you'd be like don't look over there don't look yeah. over there and everybody'd be like where and then you'd hit it and every you would flash into everyone's eyes at once and then everyone would be like fucking like Trying to feel around with their hands and poking each other in the eye. Oh my and God. it was just the most fun. We would do that late <laughs> night uh, driving and fuck up the driver. That's not good. I know. That's we, the most dangerous I mean, situation you could play this game. I'm in. not proud of some of the things. You remember how you were saying you forgot so many things because of weed and marijuana? And, yeah. You know, or drinking Both and marijuana. Of those yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. Same thing. Um, there are some things that I wish I forgot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're not all proud. We cool of you all... to do a flash in the driver's face yeah. like that. Well, oh, that's actually... It. Look at this shit. This is, tell me this isn't a really cool fucking portrait. Pick one more at random. We'll do one more. We'll answer a couple questions and we'll kiss everyone goodnight. Here you go. Boom. <sighs> Get centered. Get my teacher voice on. Mm-mm. Get my knowledge on. Put it in you. Direction of light. You maybe picked the longest one. We're going to speed through it. Cliff notes. I don't know how to start this. Because uh, it starts with the word that. Start there? Can't because that's, this is that. That's where you start? I have never <laughs> heard of it. Is it? Can you start a sentence with the word that? I mean, I guess so. Just because this person did it do doesn't wanna, mean... Do you want to call phone a friend? Who are you going to call? Lex. Lex is a pretty good to call. Lex, can you... St- give me a sentence that starts with the word that. I mean, you could say like that thing over there is like this, but this sentence doesn't go like that. I'm going to read you the sentence first. Okay. That the direction of light can actually be transformed. A subject's appearance quickly becomes evident when you consider that is the second that in this sentence, the phases of the moon from a very, I don't want to do this anymore. This sentence pissed me off so much. Hold on. Thank goodness we have smarter friends than us. Where would Hello? we be? Lex, Mike is winning. Mike is reading uh, "How to Take Winning Pictures" by Robbins. Jeff Wignall, Jeff edited Wing- by Wing- Derek Wingdahl. Doefinger. Doefinger, and um, in this book, um, uh, "Direction of Light" starts with the word "that." Is okay. that allowed? Uh, yeah. I'm going to read you, first of all, too quick to answer. <laughs> what do you, I, I did the uh, that's a, I hesitated. You're right. And that's my mistake for jumping all over it. I'm going to read you a sentence and you tell me if it makes any sense. Okay. 
keep in mind it starts with the word that don't get thrown off that the direction of light can actually transform a subject's appearance quickly becomes evident when you consider that the fate that again the phases of the moon from silvery sliver to a beach ball full moon to invisible new moon result from changes in light direction. That's one sentence. Wait, that's what? Wait. <laughs> so the problem isn't that it starts with that. It's that it's a run-on sentence. It's also that I can't read, and that doesn't help the flow of it. No, that was just a long sentence. Okay, is there a title to the chapter? Direction of Light. I told you. I gave you this information, Lex. Hmm. I'm going to read it again, but I have, pra- I've read it seven times. So I have practice now. I'm sure, I'm sure everybody loves hearing this right now. I'm going to read it. One- oh, several people have unsubscribed at this oh, point, absolutely. but I, I don't know why I'm kind of fascinated. Thank you this for one. taking this ride with us, you guys. Well, they're all good. At, it's all good advice Can't and everyone wait. can use it because everyone yeah. has a camera on their phone. Yeah. I'm just saying I'm hung up on this sentence because I've never heard a sentence like this in my life. Mm-hmm. One more time. Direction of light. That that the direction of light can actually transform a subject's appearance quickly becomes evident when you consider that the phase Two phases times. of the moon from a silvery sliver to a beach ball full moon to invisible new moon result in changes in light direction. Okay, so... It's not a great sentence. Let's just put that out there. So would you put that on Jeff Wignall, who originally wrote this for Kodak, or would you put this on Derek Dofinger, who edited the book? Let Derek Dofinger, because if it was like a, a fuck up. What if Derek went through and he was like, take the periods out of these six sentences <laughs> and slam them all together? Single space. Uh, I- I feel like it's on the editor, but at the same time, some some writers are like, hey, I like to start my sentences like this, and you're just going to have to deal with it. So that could also be part of it, because I like to start some sentences with and, and you're not supposed to do that. But that's like people talk like that, though. You know what I mean? Like, that's a very conversational way of writing, kind of. Yeah, I understand they... I guess here's my point. And this is why no one likes going to school, in my opinion. Imagine if you said to me, like, Lex, say this back to me. Hey, hey, Mike, what do you know about the direction of light? Say that. <laughs> hey, Mike. Yeah? What do you know about the direction of light? Lex. That the direction of light can actually transform a subject's appearance quickly becomes evident when you consider the phases of the moon. I hope that you're not absolutely asleep yet because I'm not done talking. From a silvery sliver to a beach ball full moon to invisible new moon results from changes in light direction. Lex, does that answer your question? Or are you a goddamn sleep right now? (sighs) 
So start a sentence with Lex instead of this. Yeah, that's that's the lesson here. Okay. Uh, thank you for letting me call you at midnight. Yeah, first. We love you and appreciate you. You guys, one shout out one time to Lex. Thank you, Lex. We okay. love her. <laughs> love you guys. All right. Bye. Holy Bye. shit. What an adventure. Total adventure. You know what? This was definitely... The later episodes have a different... They slap different. Yeah, they do. They do. Um, do we have any questions? Uh, New Page asks, what came first? Legs or the feet? Legs or eggs? Legs or the feet? Legs. Legs came first. Why do you say that? Because when you're watching a fetus grow... And all the stages. Oh, because it grows. Yeah. I was thinking, I'm stupid, by the way. Keep that in mind. But I was thinking like somebody stepping out of a, like a car. Imagine stepping out legs first, but not feet first of a car. That's impossible. It's not impossible because you can go knees first, but why the fuck would you do that? You don't always have scraped knees. And we all know because uh, we've all been children once, scraped knees are no fun. No. What's that old proverb about scraped knees? Baya X Jules, Ben Fenty XI. What? Yep. Asks, what's good with fries? I grew up with vinegar. I know a lot of people that grew up with vinegar. Dude, vi- putting vinegar on fries, I didn't learn about that until I was in my 20s. Uh-huh. And I couldn't get into it on a regular basis. Also... That makes it like super duper fucking salty and you're making us the saltiest thing in the world way more salty, but I love vinegar and I'm down with it and I understand it. Mm -hmm. Do have I thought about it once in the past 15 years Mm -hmm. before this person brought it up? Yeah. In a question? Absolutely not. Do I respect it? That's a yes. We used to go to educated burger, which I'm not sure if it's still there in New Haven, Connecticut. If it's still there, you should go. It's right next to Yale. Fucking awesome burger place. And we used to take their homemade hot sauce and their ketchup and squirt it in the same paper container Mm -hmm. and mix it with a fry. And that was the shit. Dude, I was thinking about something that I really wanted to uh, get when I went home. Somebody was like, what's the first thing? It's probably not the first thing, but legit hearing like what's good with fries. And I was thinking about the fries at 140. Oh fuck. You fuck guys, I used to bartend. Those are free. Yeah. I used to bartend at Bar 140 in Shelton, Connecticut. True. And uh my friend Joe Bolero who owns it, he's a musician, he's a great musician. Absolutely. The whole family is like ridiculously talented. Um and Joe was also a chef, is a chef. And he and his wife came up with dipping sauces. Yeah, several. And every single one is, it slaps. They, they all slap. They're yeah. all great. And, and I can't he wait. used to bring out, you know those like tossing bowls mm-hmm. where you would like uh, toss things in like, like uh, wings and buffalo sauce yeah. and stuff? Tossing bowls. I'm trying to paint a picture. <laughs> I just read about how to take wedding photographs for the last hour and a half. So he would bring those out and we would share them and it would be like this giant, I know you can't see my hands cause it's a podcast, 
watch the goddamn video, please, for Christ's sake. Free to all Patreon people. <laughs> but this gigantic, like, punch bowl of fucking fries. Mm -hmm. And he'd be like, what sauce do you want with those? And I'd be like, what sauce? Every all the sauces. Every single one. Yeah. Put them all out, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's wrong with you? Yeah. I want, there are 300 fries in this bowl. Yeah. I'd like a different sauce for every fry, yeah. please. I want to have, I want to travel the world. Dude, they were so good. Yeah. So good. I'm excited to go, like, have lunch or something there. I'm, I'm, I am excited. Absolutely. And you should definitely go there if you're anywhere in the southern Connecticut. Um, Lexi Turn asks, dream vacation but fantasy worlds. Harry Potter, Star Wars, or Narnia? Harry Potter, Star Wars, or Narnia? Well, I'm really only familiar with one of those things. So I guess flying through space in Star Wars... I don't know, man. Harry Potter's got like, they have crazy dinners every single night. It's too scary. No, I would love that. But what if you go to the wrong place and trees are, trees yell at you and Then shit. I got hay grade on my side. Pay grade? Hay grade. Hi. Hagrid. 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 I think it's Hagrid. Do you think there was a lot of discrepancies when the book books came out between how you pronounce shit in your head and how they're pronounced in the movies. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I did that a lot, dude. Yeah. And yeah. the memories come flooding back, dude. So I'm obviously a bad reader, as you've heard mm -hmm. for the whole podcast. Yes. And in English class, they'd be like, go home and read chapters three through six or whatever. <sighs> so then I would do that of mice and men or whatever the fuck. And then come back and think that a character's name was just completely a uh, completely different, different. Yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. I would think that characters were male when they were female. Yeah, I think I had this conversation with Lex, or we had it in the Discord one night. Now remind me who Lex is. Fox, Fox Girl asks. Was there anything else about that that you wanted to say? No, I will. I would do Harry Potter. Okay. Yeah. Now, do you know magic in this scenario? Are you on vacation? No, I'm just, just on as vacation you? as me. Yeah, I mean that's how I took the question. Yes. Can we get a follow-up question? Um, Fox Girl asks. Um, it's actually Fox Girl. Um, are waffles better than pancakes? No. No, I wouldn't say they're better. No. I would say that sometimes if you're in the mood for one, the other one could be a bummer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, man, I love a good Belgian waffle, and I'm a pancake boy, and everybody knows that. Yeah, he But is. when you want a, a Belgian waffle, dude, hachi machi. Chicken and waffles? Can't do chicken and pancakes. I suppose you could, but it's not the same. So they all have their place, but neither are better. Mm. And that's, I feel very passionately about that. Um, yeah, no, I'm going to go pancakes. If I have the choice between pancakes and waffles, it's always going to be pancakes. Well, where do you go that you don't have the choice? Waffle and chicken. Chicken and waffles is what I meant to say. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> I get it. Um, Emily Buck says, what do you guys do to make long, it says as, but I think she meant ass, drive slash flights interesting, moving 17.5 hours away. That's uh, 1,766 kilometers Damn equals time. slash 
1,097 miles Hmm. from my friends slash family at the end of this month for a grown-up job. Hmm. Congratulations, by the way. With my partner and our cat. So any road trip game suggestions are welcome. I don't know any road trip games, but let me tell you. You play the license plate game. Yeah, you can until you fucking want to kill yourself. Break up with each other. (laughs) Um, I would say like any place. I mean, be fucking careful. Yeah. But any place that looks like an exciting place to either just go check it out, or especially like go have a meal. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you walk into a a restaurant that just looks away on the outside, and you you go in there just for the experience. And it ends up changing your whole life. Or mm-hmm. at the very least, you have a, a story for the rest of your life. First time going to Valley Inn was me, Steve Zaragoza, and Elliot Morgan. Mm-hmm. And we went because I think it was, I want to say it was Elliot's birthday or something. Yeah, something like that. And we went in there and it was like, first of all, it looks like it's fucking 1985 in there. Mm-hmm. Like they haven't changed a thing yeah. on purpose. Mm-hmm. And we were the youngest people in there by 60 years. Yeah. And because of that, we laughed so hard. Yeah. And uh, it was such an amazing experience. And it was so fucking funny. And we took this video of Elliot, like, looking at a, I think it was like a candle with a cupcake in it or a piece of cheesecake with a candle in it. And uh, for his birthday... And everything looks so old. And Steve just like slowly zoomed in on this dude. <laughs> he looks so sad looking at this fucking candle. And he played really funny, sad music behind it. And anyway, we had a goddamn blast being mm-hmm. immature because we were. We were yeah. children. And uh, mind you, they're, they were probably all in their 30s. If they're early 30s, yes. Mm. Yeah, we were all in our yeah. 30s. And, um, Still felt like children because everybody else was on fucking respirators and shit. Uh-huh. Shout out one time to oxygen. <laughs> and then, uh, but we loved it so much mm-hmm. that the stories spread. Fast forward three, four, five years and we get married in the place. Mm-hmm. We went there the other day. Yeah. So anyway, extremely long winded way of saying yeah. if a restaurant looks like it's been there since the beginning of time, there's probably a reason why it's still open. Yeah. So go there. Ask what their specialty is. Another perfect example is, what is it fucking called? Pea soup. What the fuck is it called? Split pea soup? Yeah, it's a split pea soup. Pea soup Anderson's, which uh, Justin Ruppel uh, showed me on our way driving from LA to Reno for shows. That's fun. And he was so horny about it. He was like, we're going to fucking pea soup Anderson's. And we go there every time we make this trip and I go there and I'm like, what the fuck? I'm not a huge pea soup fan. I don't hate it, but whatever. He's like, you're getting the pea soup. You have to, you have to get a trinket from the store and we have to have this experience. And it was fucking, it was amazing. That's great. That's really great. Uh, guy with long hair asks, build your ideal snack mix. Mine is probably just bagel chips and Cheez-Its. Hmm. Oh, I would definitely have to have like some macadamia nuts in there, almonds. Um, what else? Maybe some uh, chocolate sheeps. Maybe some um, cranberries, dried cranberries. Hmm. 
I just wish there was a way to get like nuts, caramel, maybe nougat, Ooh. and chocolate mm-hmm. in one bat. Oh, wait, that's a Snickers. And it's perfect. And if you don't agree with me, you blow a year ass out of your nose. You know what? <laughs> Funny enough, I think that Felicia is going to be taking a trip to Los Angeles. Uh, you know what? Felicia is also having minor surgery this she week. She is? Yeah. And I want to say that good luck. And we're thinking about you, even though Zoya didn't know. What if she didn't want anybody to know? Well, whoops. And I just want to <laughs> say that we're thinking about you. And uh, we hope you a speedy recovery. And uh, we'll still be friends with you afterwards. Regardless of what happens, even if they accidentally cut off your head. They're not going to cut off They're not going head. to, Zoe. But I'm saying if they accidentally slip, what if the surgeon sneezes? I don't think the surgeon is going to. Didn't say surgeon. Uh, Lex, where you at with this? I'm searching for another Ladies. sentence that starts with that. That you thought I said searching really hurt my feelings. Um, Judging by the moon. Silvery beach ball. Well, good luck to you, <laughs> Felicia, and I will be checking up on you very soon. Yes. Uh, we do have some sponsors this uh, this week, and as you know, uh, Patreon.com is a virtual tipping and rewards website where you can leave us a little bit of your hard-earned money, uh, and we give you a shout-out. Or if you are a sponsor, you get to promote something. And this week, uh, Theo, or this month, Theo would like to promote Palka and Faith's podcast, Keystone Consistency on SoundCloud. It's a great podcast driving into a myriad of topics. My favorite episode so far, episode, is episode 10. where Palka talks about MacGyvering a crazy Mac computer setup, and Faith talks about the most adorable stories from working at the Renaissance Festival. You can definitely learn something from this podcast while still having fun. Episode 10. Episode. Episode 10. You guys, and don't forget about our our girl uh, created by the coast, Kat Jones. Um, I'm so sorry. I don't have it ready and up and I should, uh, just wanted to, she just wants to promote her business, which is, uh, a freelance graphic designer created by this coast. Um, her website and portfolio is created by the coast.com. She's based out of Florida and she's been working in it and the design industry for about 12 years with experience in front-end web design, graphic design, and branding and marketing. And I added too many ands. Really love collaborating with brand new business owners, fleshing out ideas, and running it. And running with it. Sorry. Not, maybe she just wants to run it for you too. Maybe she, you could do that. Um, I just get as hyped to see uh, their visions come to life as they do along with some uh, along the same lines but not advertised. I also offer support for business owners that I develop a good rapport with. 
by helping them streamline their back-end duties, perform virtual admin assistant type services, and basically try to make the process of operating a business as headacheless as possible. I was going to say, if you're running something and mm-hmm. you're feeling overwhelmed, it sounds like she'd be the perfect person to hire. Yeah. Episode 10. Episode 10. Episode. Um, uh, I'm really on that work hard or work smarter, not harder type vibe. Work smarter. You guys, that's Cat Jones, and that's created by thecoast.com, and I will have all of the links down below. And then, of course, you guys all know that our $10 group gets a shout out. And I get to sit here, sit here, and fuck up everybody's name. This is all right. Everett Buddy Pelka. Episode Joe, 10. Episode 10. Uh, Joe Penn. Uh, happy birthday, Starlight. JJ McToots. Rachel. Maya Hip Hop Hard. Hip Hard. Hip Hard Rock. Hip Hard Hard. Mike Genie, Connie Tryon, Ali, Billy Marti- uh, Martinez, Mitra Cam, and Tarot Baez, Justin Baddorf, Iviana Dubin, Chris Fernandez, Burrow Babes, Jacob Dent, Johnny Rizzito Handcrafted Neckwear. I hope to see you Saturday. Uh, CCPB and J. You better fucking call his ass back. Better fucking call his ass back. They look great. They went to a wedding this weekend and they looked stunning. Yeah, man. Um, from any year in the past oh, dude, years. he's so cool. Reese Carnes, Gabe Earnhardt, Earnhardt. I said it wrong again. Admammed. Chili Filson, Emily Paget, it's Steph, Giant Tom Hanks, Lizzie Love, Gavin Welsh, crossed up. Someone tell Aaron. Go tell him. Emily Buck, Jackie Hammond. Paige, I'm so sorry, Zoya, for the mind explosion. <laughs> Episode 10. I appreciate that page. It's not you. It's definitely me. <laughs> <laughs> the guy with long hair, Chris Jorn Storn. Happy birthday, Chris. Anna Valles. Oops, just Dale. Jason Perryman. Benjamin Putz. Marcus Oreo. Marquise Cruz. Beth Bush. Snickle Pig H. It's Snickle Pig. Snuggle Pig. Episode 10. Episode 10. Uh, Ryan Ashbrook. Taylor. Christina Camille. Which I'll see you next week, babe. See you next week. See you next week. Nils Nyquist. Josh Standen. Josh Steppen. Michael Johnson. Sid Trom. Joseph Dillon. I used to love Michael Johnson. Back in the day, he sang with his brothers. Episode 10. Kyla, uh, Kayla Johnston. Who else but Jules Run? Jules Faith the Jules, Dude. Jules. Grant Levisier. Chad Clark. Joe Finney. Joe Heather Pink. Ashley, what is Cat? Katie, uh, Katie Taylor, Zoe's bodyguard, Shane Welsh, Jacob Alvey, 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 I have nothing to do over here. Okay, okay, okay. Can I do my job? Can I do my job? Job. Episode 10. Ivan Canute. Good Humans Pod. Milky Beans. Did I say Jacob Alvey? Do you have the thing? Milky Beans. Or do I have the thing? I have the thing thing. 
No. <laughs> Antler, Jess Enright. See? Lillian Carrillo, Hannah McCurry, Gorilla Glue 62. <laughs> Barrington Lloyd Lovett. Benjamin Fornicates. What? What? Chelsea Thomas, Bry don't call. Don't call. I dare you not to. It's almost three fifty. Call back. You like that, right? You like that. Dude, can we talk about the other night when one uh, a comedian came up to you and he was like, uh, "You're really funny on your podcast clips. Where'd you study comedy? Uh-huh. Is that JF? Yeah, it was JF. Fuck, that's funny. Anyway." Episode 10. Uh, Logan Snyder, Megan, Meg Vonderling, Linden. I was going to call her Megan, and I don't know if she loves that, so we'll go back to it. Danny Sinclair, Jacob D. Bradford, Justine Bibbystein, Chris Robinson, Josh Josh, Sergeant Sparty, Ed Birch, Helen Ford, Noah Miller, Superfloss. Tatiana Clay. (laughs) Oh, that's good. Oh, my God. Danielle DeVerona, John Robinson, KDA, Sean Stone, Valerie York, Scott Harrington, Dev. Dev. Jesse Stilwell, Katie Leegy, Rob Devereux. Don Bure. Nestor Julian III. Darren McGrath, Louis Hernandez, Monique Christorf, Troy R., Cody Astolas. Felicia Shamberry. And last but not least, one of our sponsors. Sponsors? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Matthew J. Palka. You guys, that's the show for today. I hope you guys enjoyed it. We're exhausted. Yes. Just remember that if you are feeling bad about an argument that you've had with a friend, make sure you reach out. And go from there. And I want to say, um, just this one quick last no. reminder, how to take winning pictures. No. Page one. You guys, thank you so much Kodak for listening. Kodak Color We love and appreciate films. you. Uh, and we'll talk to you soon. Most photographers goodbye. prefer to sh- shoot Mike, color print Mike? films. Mike, I'll Mike. say goodbye after I finish the book. <laughs> no, stop say doing the thing. <laughs> Episode 10. <laughs>